Hello, my name is Lawson White and I'm the host of the Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue podcast. My aim is to educate you on hunting, fishing and cooking. I am no professional, but this is a hobby and I love what I do. I have a YouTube channel, an Instagram and a Facebook page. So head over there and hit the subscribe or the like button. And don't forget to share the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bailing, Scaling and Barbecue. And today I'm talking about something a little bit different away from the, the pig hunting and the fishing. I'm actually going to talk about planning for big trips away. Um, you know, weekend trips, big trips up Gulf, up in Northern Territory, um, Cape York, anywhere more than six hours. You know, something that's involves a lot of effort and time to uh, prepare and get ready for. So planning a big trip. Um, Personally, I love the big trips. It's quite exciting. I'm actually in the process of planning one right now. So I've got things fresh in my mind, um, you know, equipment, the whole lot. It's it's very exciting. Um, I personally love doing it and, you know, it's, it's great. I just, yeah, I love planning a big trip away. It's something to look forward to when you want to go hunting or fishing or camping. So... Obviously, when you're planning a big trip, you want to know, you know, you've, for example, myself and my mates, we're going up to uh, Cape York this year for a hunting and fishing trip, mainly fishing, um, but there is a bit of hunting involved on the way home. So what we're looking at doing is we've planned the dates. So we've got the dates set for September. So the first thing is you look at, uh, for us, is the best time of year to go. So... I'm going off, well, let's just say I'm going northern part of Australia, so you don't want to head up there right now, basically. Uh, so you've got to watch the wet season, you've got to be careful of the time of the year, because you don't want to get stuck. So the best time is winter time. Uh, I would say the cutoff would be November. Um, yeah, I wouldn't go past November, because that's when the cyclones and the storm seasons start getting a little bit more savage, and you could start getting stuck. You could get stuck. So knowing um, knowing the country you're going into and the climate, so first thing would be knowing wet seasons and so forth. If you're a Victorian hunter or a Tasmanian hunter, obviously they'd be set... Uh, I'm not from up there, oh, down there, sorry. So it is a different for where you live so I know the guys that hunt samba deer they they do a different time of year I think it's in the middle of winter um but I'm you know I'm just going off my experiences so planning the trip being organized and setting a date and knowing the time and then what we look at for my trips with my my I'll just say Dan my mate we go up in our um Toyota Hilux um, so we plan out, uh, we plan a bit of a budget. So we've done the trip already in the same car. It's a 2017 Hilux. Uh, so it's got a big fuel tank in it, extra 150 litre fuel tank. So we know we're going to get about 1200 Ks to a tank. It should be more, but when we're towing a trailer, have a four wheeler on the back, your fuel consumption goes down. So, um, we're looking at 1200 Ks per uh, $200. So you work out your budget. So I think last time we spent anywhere, I think it ended up being uh, with hunting and fishing. Um, so, you know, you got to go to the boat ramp, you got to go back. We budgeted two grand for the trip each, each person. And that included fuel um, and spare parts. 
So when you're planning, you want to make sure that you're properly prepared because um, if you heard the recent podcast with Dan and I heading up into Woolagrang Station when we were younger, we had a breakdown um, and that really stuffed up our trip. There was actually another trip a couple of years ago where Dan was driving his Navara and a rock went through the radiator and the air conditioning fan, which made the car overheat. Now we have a mechanic, we had a mechanic with us and if anyone knows Dan, Dan's the spare parts man. So Dan is uh, fanat- fanatical on planning and having spare parts so there's been there's been two instances where um dan had an extra fuel filter and the mechanic said that's all we need that'll fix us the other part was having it was like a glue based substance which clogged clogged up the radiator and stopped it from leaking so we got end up getting home just on having spare parts the right gear so um when i say spare parts i'm talking fuel filters, belts, um, for trailers, bearings. So it was a, the main thing was we had lots and lots of spare parts. We had basically, Dan had spent 500 bucks plus on spare parts. And I know that's obsessive, but at the same time, you buy it once, you don't have to buy it again. Um, and we barely use it. So last trip we went through um, one spare tire. We had our D-shackle, uh, sorry, our d um, D-shape uh, U-bolts underneath the trailer had sli- slightly moved and the tire was started rubbing. So we changed the tire and changed the, the, um, the U-bolts. So we had, I think, I think Dan had quite a few, probably about 10, and we ended up chucking a few extra on as well. So um, yeah, that, that whole being prepared is just so important and it makes life so much easier when you realize oh shit we don't have that we've got to go back into town which you know you're up there town could be 500 k's away so when i say spare parts you're looking at hoses belts um hose clamps zippy ties uh wd-40 um oh geez if you've got a mechanic friend um and they know what they're talking about I would strongly ask them, and what would you need to bring for spares? So I'm, I always take bearings, hoses, clamps. Um, it's a special tape you can buy, which it, um, it's like a double-layered tape. It, it stops leaking, so we use that. And there's also this thing called the tube. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but it's like a glue. It's like a Play-Doh glue. So what you do is you get it in your hand, you, you mix it around, yeah, we chucked it in the radiator for, radiator for this example and that clogged the water and once you stop moving it it hardens up and it doesn't leak so that trip was just saved on having preparations planned and perfect so credit to um, people who do the planning and then obviously when you're going and doing your planning you want to know your budget correctly and your food so Dan and I plan out, um, well, okay, last time we took up, it was me, Dan, uh, my brother, and my father, so uh, that's only a small, that's four, and sometimes there was a a fifth person, so we planned on taking 
Um, last time we took up a whole rump, sliced that. Um, we try to do meals that can give you leftovers. So corn silver side spaghetti, anything that is able to make left leftovers, excuse me, leftovers for extra meals. So for example, cooking wise, I'd always take uh, a silver side because you can cut silver side up, put it in the um, fridge, and that is a great sandwich for the next day. Uh, same with chicken, same with um, beef, anything to do with roasts. You want it to last longer, so it is, you know, saving your money at the same time. And you need something healthy um, and sufficient, not just bag of chips, during your day. So if you're going fishing, you're going hunting, you need something sufficient like a good, you know, sandwich or, you know, a quick salad with a bit of meat through it, something easy. And I know a lot of you boys listening to this go, salad while you're out hunting, you must be an idiot. I know, but... I've found recently over year, the last few years I need to eat healthier um, because I want to keep going. I don't want to stop. Um, so having a good sandwich, steak sandwich or something like that. <clears throat> so planning out your budget fuel. So budget-wise, fuel, gear and, and spare parts. So gear-wise, um, I'll give you an instance. Last trip we took a four-wheeler two fridges a nesky um two fridges a nesky uh fishing rods and, and gear. so for gear wise i i start shopping for my gear basically a year out so whatever i didn't i bring back this year i've got to buy a new tackle bag so i'll just buy another one from lazy fisher um i've got a my normal clothes bag, which I buy from him because their bags are waterproof. Um, so I get the Lazy, Lazy Bag Fisho tackle bag, and that has, I think that's got 10, uh, I could fit 10 or more containers in for hooks and lures and stuff like that with top water and, and bottom um, jigs and vibes and so forth. So I start looking at buying my gear probably a year out. So it's just, I'm constantly, I'm not blowing my budget at home. I'm just going and spending 50 bucks here and there. Uh, last week I went and bought some more soft plastics. I have a bit of a soft plastic thing at the moment. I just, I love flicking them. So I went and bought some more soft plastics. Um, and you know, next, I know I've got to go buy some more 3.0 hooks. Um, I've got enough lead to sink a ship. So I just work out what kind of gear I want, what kind of lures I'm going to use. For example, um, I'm going this year, I'm going up north again, uh, and we're going to be using a lot more live bait. So I've actually bought a second cast net. So I've got two cast nets, Dan's got one, because um, you never know, you might, three, I'm not going looking under the water, crocodile, but he eat me. So I'm going to have my cast net. If I lose it, I lose it. You know, I'll try the old anchor trick where you drag the anchor through and see if you can get it up. You can't, you can't. So, what uh, fuel gear? I, I'm basically buying all my stuff through the year. So when I get to the day that we're going, there's no big shock. Uh, I always take a second set of sunnies because you know how easy sunnies are to lose, and you don't want to. And sunscreen and um, a hat. I always take two hats and two two lots of sunscreen and some zinc. Um, I find that quite important. So another another thing I want to talk about is planning your trip is actually planning your route. 
um, and having sufficient safety gear. So uh, water, um, having a, if you've got a boat, an EPIRB, um, having your, your flares and your V-sheets. So planning your trip as in your route, which way you're going to go. Uh, last time we went up to Aracoon, so um, you know it's a it's a dry zone at Aracoon. You're not allowed to drink, so we had a little bit more room than normal. Normally we take a couple of cartons of, of beer, but this time we didn't, so we had a little bit more room and a little bit lighter than normal. So we planned our trip. We left from um, Brisbane. We left Brisbane to Aracoon, and we did that uh, the first night we left. We, I finished work at 8 o'clock at night. Dan came in the car, had the ute packed, so we had the boat, we had the four-wheeler, uh, we had the Minn Kota, three fridges, esky, fishing gear, and a little bit of camping gear, so gazebo and stuff. So that's another thing we need to talk about is camping if you're going to camp. You're going to plan out your trip nearly to the T. So we pl- I'll start from the start, and I'll sh- tell you the whole trip, basically what we did. So we planned from leaving at 8 o'clock and we drove to Emerald that night, Blackwater, uh, Emerald in between, a truck start, stopped at a truck stop for a quick sleep, um, <laughs> pulled up there, so we drove pretty much all night, pulled up about 4, had a quick sleep at Emerald, uh, outside Emerald, and then uh, checked the gear, now checking your gear is quite important making sure all your tie-downs are done, making sure your covers are done, making sure your bearings are fine, just going over everything because you can't see too much at night time and it gets quite, <clears throat> you know, you don't want to get halfway up the road and realise you, you know, something's dragging or something's missing. Um, so it's quite important to go and check everything. Uh, I normally stop every hour or so just to have a quick look, um, you know, and I mean quick, I mean quick. You get out, have a walk around. Now, a big thing is actually walking away from the vehicle, and that means you can look under the car a bit easier and you can see a lot more. When you're doing a quick loop around, you don't see as much. So taking a step back, you know, you might see something leaking or something like that underneath um, that you wouldn't have saw if you just walked straight around just checking tyres and straps and stuff. <clears throat> and then we headed from Emerald over to, headed the Beliando track and got onto Chartist Towers. And that's where we stayed that night with my brother's place. Um, same thing again. My brother checked over everything. He's a he's a bit of a mechanic and handyman. He's um, very useful at that kind of stuff. And he was coming with us. So and then again, we went through our gear, making sure that we were double layering up. So we had two gazebos, both with fly tents. Um, you know, we didn't need four tables, so we only took four tables. Uh, sorry, I only took four tables. We only took two tables. We didn't need a gas bottle because Dad actually was living at Aracoon. So, for example, we didn't need that gas bottle because Dad's got one up there already. So we took took the gas bottle out. We took a, uh, one of the gazebos out and two of the tables. Dan likes to pack a fair bit. And then we headed up. Uh, we left that next morning about four, and we got to um, we got to Aracoon. Uh, what time? No, we didn't get to Araka, we went to Harton River. So we camped out on the ro- off the road at Harton River and that's where it comes handy where you've got your stretches and your swag. I'm not a, a big tent person, I've never, I hate sleeping in tents. I'll sleep under the stars with a, put my uh, swag up and put my stretcher 
and I'll, sl I'll sleep on, on the stretcher and swag and sleep on the side of the road because you're waking up and you're just going to go anyway. So we did that, pulled into Han, Han River for the night. And then, so what's that one, two? So we, in the third day, we got to Ar Aracoon and had a bit of a fish. My dad's working there, so we got a nice house to stay at, um, which makes life perfect. But there has been times where we don't have a place to stay um, and we have to camp. So we, you've obviously got to plan your equipment out. So we, we normally take a little bit too much equipment, but it's better to take enough than not enough. So planning is the most important thing, I keep saying that. Um, so for if you've got hunting dogs, you obviously need to bring dog bowls. Um, the best way I've found is have a list. Write everything down. And I mean, I start this list six months out um, because you want to go through everything. I've taken my boat up this year, so I've already worked out. I need to service my boat. I need my main coda serviced. I need to have everything in order so the day that we go, we just go. Um, and that's quite important. So have everything planned and a list ticked off. Um, like I said, having the route down pat, so you can work out a route if you, an alternate route if something happens. Um, a few years back we were going to, uh, what's it, Pennyfather, uh, up at Weeper, and one road was closed, but the other road, they had made a detour road. Um, and having the map, mapping ability to get there, so a track and drive, HEMA maps, um, you can get HEMA maps on your iPad and work off a satellite. It's amazing. It costs 150 bucks, but wow, it's worth it. Um, so having the a, a capability to do that when you're um, in the need. You see those guys from Wolf for Adventures um, just just chucking up their maps and just going, "No, we'll go this way or we'll go that way." So that's pretty important. If you can if you can spend the money and get that stuff, it's great to ha have. But if if not old school grab an old map out go through it and check it out um, that's also a way to getting around the problem having a solution for the problem is always the best way not having a problem for a problem so once you've planned your trip you work out your length of stay and a lot of people just and I've, I've, I've been caught out with people with this before I say two weeks now it's six days to travel you're only spending five days really at one spot and then you, you just get to know the place then you got to go so you got to work out three days travel three days travel there's a week right there six days um, you want to have sufficient time to three days to learn the place you're always going to have to learn the place if you're going to just travel around that's fine but i like to go to a spot stay there learn the spot learn to where the, the pigs or the fish are and you know, and that normally takes three days to learn. Um, that's a general rule of thumb for the whole situation is you need three days or so. Um, and that works out your tides and you know, you're kind of getting in tune with the place. It's, it's, that's just how, you know, same with the job, all that, it always works off that kind of way. Three, three days to three weeks rule. Um, Working back, you're heading home, same thing again is you want to make a checklist and having things like garbage bags, taking your rubbish, making fuel stops where you know that you're going to make the fuel um, or having backup fuel. A little tip that I always learnt, um, actually through butchering and, and doing butcher for 10 years was um, making sure that you have all your equipment uh, right, ready to go and so everything is perfect. Um, 
and like that goes down to the food as well so when I when I talk about food everyone you know people do kind of <clears throat> get a little bit like oh you know food's a secondary thing you know you need a swag you need your fuel um, people get quite cranky when you don't pack enough food and you know you, you, you're hoping to catch a bit of fish um, you know you're, you're hoping to do you're hoping to catch a, a pig to eat or so, I don't know like some people um, kind of hope to catch or something we take a, a couple of spare tins in case um, you can't get out of, of the place one time when I was a kid we got stuck on the wrong side of the Burdekin River um, and we couldn't go for a couple of days so we basically camped out um, just off the Burdekin River somewhere I can't remember I was quite young um, so packing, packing everything and having that checklist to tick everything off but making a menu could also help um, you know cooking a, a curry one night or cooking a, like I said the roasts and stuff like that but I think I've rambled enough for today guys and I appreciate you listening so um, if you think of any other options why don't you send me an email or um, message me through on Facebook or Instagram um, like I said these this podcast is all a bit new uh, it's quite difficult I've I've got notes I'm reading off I've got a few things in my mind that I want to say and um, it's a little bit different trying to explain how I would do a trip but um, yeah like I said planning is the probably the key tip uh, having spare parts and having enough food and water um, if you can't do the food or water um, you're not gonna survive so um, and if you don't have the spares to fix your problem and your tools then yeah it's it's one of those things so appreciate you listening and uh, I'll see you next time remember guys remember follow us like us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm Lawson White, and this is Bailing, Scaling, and Barbecue. You, BSB, baby.